You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The battle to retake Mosul, ISIS's previous stronghold in Iraq, has come to an end after months of really heavy fighting. The Iraqi government and its allies in the mission have declared victory, but it has taken an unimaginable human toll. Thousands of civilians have been killed. Some groups estimate it to be in the tens of thousands, many of them, of course, women and children. Hundreds of buildings have been destroyed and thousands more damaged during the fighting. Detroit area photojournalist Kenny Karpoff was in Mosul during the final days of that battle. Here are some of the things he heard while he was there. Detroit area photojournalist Kenny Karpoff is going to join us in just a few minutes to talk about what he saw and heard and experienced in Mosul, as well as with refugees in Eastern Europe and in the Mediterranean Sea. But first, we want to play an interview Kenny did with a medic he was working with alongside in Mosul. Kenny asked this medic named Tobias about an experience that deeply impacted him on the front lines. Here are Toby's thoughts on that question. I'm Tobias Buckler and I'm a paramedic and I'm the head of mission and field for Cadiz in Mosul. I was now for three days at the front line. Um, it was an experience that was different from what I expected because it was not at all so much fighting but it was more um, this, this, this uh, state of total destruction. Um, it was kind of really impressive to see this, this probably beautiful old city um, totally destroyed to really destroyed and um, also really um, horrifying with all this, this permanent strong smell of death and all these corpses you um, you just sometimes step on a corpse by accident um, so it was not so much this, um, this active battle more this um, somehow it more felt like the um, what war really is just um, something where, where everyone loses. Um, what, what, what really touched me today, or in the, in the last few days, was um, not so much this, um, this physical suffering of people who got shot or lost a leg or an arm or I don't know, or, or died, but more. Um, Today this uh, um, old crazy dude under the bridge. He was um, he was uh, he popped up from nowhere in the ruins and um, was walking towards the soldiers. 
and he doesn't react to um, to shouting to to drop his big back which he had or to stop he was just um, walking very slowly toward the soldiers and um, when they, 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 they shot for warning he only stopped for a short while and then he started again walking uh, I think the um, one thing is I think that every other day he would be dead now but today it was a not very busy day and so the soldiers took their time, they always backed up and shouted again until after Schum warning shots in front of his feet he stopped and, and dropped his back. So a soldier ran to him, took his back and they, um, searched him and in the end it was only a, a crazy man who lost all his family to, to ISIS who executed his children. And um, this was was the thing that touched me was this is um, Isis really destroyed his um, his his essence as being because he was just he lasted he was crazy and you know he will never be you he will never have a normal life again. Because it was just too much suffering, and he um, went mad. This was, um, yeah, not only the things that ISIS um, kills people, but it really, really destroys people, or war destroys people. Yeah, it was. Maybe it's because it's the the the, the last thing. Or one of the last things I, I experienced here, that it's uh, I, I um, somehow remember is something important, or maybe it's because um, all the other things were somehow similar. It was people with missing limbs or uh, terrible wounds, and he was the only one with um, no physical damage, but with some kind of total mental amputation. So yeah, I think this was uh, the thing that touched me the most somehow. That was a medic named Tobias working in Mosul, Iraq. He was documenting the experiences alongside the doctors. Uh, is actually Kenny Karpov is documenting the experiences alongside the doctors. He is a Detroit-based photojournalist who has been following war and refugees for a couple of years now. Kenny is currently in Amsterdam, and he joins us now to talk about his work. Kenny, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, good to hear from you, Stephen. Yes, good to hear your voice as well. The smell of death. Uh, when Tobias says that early in that interview... Uh, because I've seen the photos that you took from Mosul, there is there is something about that that struck me, and I could I could almost I could almost smell it here in the studio. I thought that was one of the most sort of powerful statements he made. I would imagine that having been there, there were many other touchstones like that for you, things that you just won't be able to forget. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, the um, the overall experience um, to see the world in a different way um, that that was like the most touching for me because um, I think very often we are in the middle of what we um, you know it's like this abandoned it's completely uh, destroyed area um, and you spend so much time there you know going in and out and rescuing um, you know fleeing civilians. Um, but you also have civilians that are taking truckloads into the old city to look at what damage they have, um, and then you and then you slowly see people appear from destroyed houses, um, asking for food, water, um, a way out of the city, um, and then you see in recent neighborhoods um, that are liberated that we could um, drive through further. Um, you see hundreds of just burned cars, uh, barricades everywhere, um, bodies of ISIS members, um, civilians, soldiers, you know, just still lying there. And, you know, like what Tobias said, this this is like underlining sort of like stench was like everywhere. Um, and I mean, for I mean, for me, um, working there, I mean, uh there's always some risk involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's hard to predict exactly what will happen and where. Um, but I mean, you just can't, um, for me, you just can't push the limits. You really just have to know like when you're in control and just really take care of yourself. And that was, that was the thing that I was um, always um, focusing on was, you know, trying to document um, the medical team like firsthand and the work um, they have in front of them, but also really just watch the surroundings around me and really take this all in. Uh, The things that you're taking in there, talk about the people who are living through it. One of the things that's so moving about your photographs is that you not only capture their faces, but somehow you seem to capture their emotions as well. Talk about how they're living through this. How are they managing in a city that, according to the photos, is just being destroyed uh, by this by this fight? Yeah, I mean, the city we were, because um, we had uh, we had two uh, TSP locations, which is trauma stabilization, stabilization points. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one uh, that was near the front line, and we had one that was outside the front line. So we would see um, a handful of civilians come in and out of the day with um, with Iraqi soldiers that were wounded, um, civilians just poking through trash, and IED would go off. Um, so this was like an everyday occurrence for us. So we were on 24-7 um, to really take care of the soldiers and these people. And the interaction for me, I mean, I was always there either writing um, – uh, sheets up on the patients, or I was photographing, or I was in with the medical team working to save this person's life. Um, and I think most people who live in a place um, where this is um, don't. Um, I, I think most people when they when they see an area like this, they don't really understand how difficult it is for the residents. Um, I mean, many families that we saw have absolutely nothing to do with this conflict, and they just want to survive. Um, but um, a lot of times, you know, um, 
it's very, um, you know, it's, you have these impoverished residents, you know, just running out of food and are forced to flee their homes. And, you know, they're making this um, dangerous journey across the front lines, which is horrifying. You know, um, I'd say for like a, um, you know, a woman and her children or just children in general who lost their parents from an airstrike or, or, or gunfire. And, you know, they're making this journey alone. And that's, that's like the most like horrifying part for me to, to realize that, that, you know, they're, you know, they're just all this destruction, like left behind and they're, you know, just trucking through it. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Kenny Karpoff, a Detroit-based photojournalist who has been overseas documenting the battle for Mosul, Iraq, and the refugee crisis in the Mediterranean Sea. We are talking about uh, what he has seen in Mosul and what he has seen throughout his career. Uh, Kenny, you, you have... Uh, as I said, Ben, also in uh, documenting this this refugee crisis in Eastern Europe, talk about this ride through photojournalism. Uh, talk about the 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 way it has changed you. I would imagine that returning to Western society, returning to the United States, for instance, really is sort of a mind scramble after seeing the things that you see on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, I've been sort of on this journey for, it seems like, almost three years now. Um, I sort of left the um, the U.S. Com- um, almost completely. Um, you know, I had an apartment here and there for a couple of months or something, but most of the time I rented it out um, and then kind of started working with various NGOs and nonprofits, with refugees. Um, and I don't know, just something being embedded um, and then hearing their stories. Um, I mean, I consider myself a storyteller first. So, so to, hear, to hear, you know, the troubles they're going through and, you know, there's no one to really give them a voice, um, I thought that was my calling to do that. And I think for me, I was, I was put on this earth to, you know, to help them in any way I can, you know, to help the underprivileged, the rural, um, the refugees of the world and, you know, just give them some sort of voice so, so people in Eastern, Western Europe, uh, America have an understanding of, of what these people are going through. Um, and, I mean, in any case, it's, it's difficult work, and, I mean, everything, you know, changes all the time. I mean, the news changes all the time. But, um, I mean, you just, you, you just have to kind of find, you know, other stories um, and sort of, you know, find those, like, private moments with these refugees and, and, you know, they really, really open up and, you know, and you really, I think, impact their life. Um, Because a lot of times when I sit with them, you know, they're a little hesitant um, at first to open up. um, But when they see me on the boat or when they see me in the tent in Greece Mm -hmm. or in Serbia, you know, they they really will pull me aside and tell me they want to tell me, tell their story because they want people to hear this. They want, they want to know, you know, that they want to make it to Europe and they want to know, um, um, they want to tell people how they were treated in Libya or how they were treated in, you know, other sub Sub-Saharan African countries, you know, and, and, you know, we, we don't focus on that a lot. Right. Um, I think a lot of time you're looking at the more like dramatic images, like for instance, war 
or for the Mediterranean, you're looking at like babies who are maybe um, being swept away in the water. I mean, those are the ones that are being posted. Um, so when you have these strong images of portraits or just a really beautiful image of a of a man or a woman or a child child on a boat on land and they're given their story, it seems that it gets lost in the translation a little bit. And sure. that's where I feel um, um, I like to be is sort of that like in between and telling those stories. And and the power of the images is is I think a real part of that. I mean, it's one thing to tell that story through words. It's another thing to let people see for themselves what these folks are going through. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, um, you really have to convey, you know, a number of stories in an image. I mean, I think it's all about, uh, you know, the way you, um, you sort of position yourself in the composition and, and really just sort of like laying the framework, you know, of almost like a moving image, but in a still. And that's the way I try to, I mean, I mean, there's always cases where you can't, I mean, you have to approach everything different depending on the person or um, what you have in front of you. But I think, you know, if you really um, have like a, a small amount of what you really want to accomplish, uh, with something, then you just go with that, and you kind of just let everything else just kind of turn over itself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Kenny Karpov, Detroit-based photojournalist, has been overseas documenting the battle for Mosul, Iraq, and the refugee crisis in the Mediterranean Sea. Kenny, welcome, and thank you very much for being here on Detroit Today. Uh, thank you, Stephen. It's always really great to hear your voice, yes. man. Yes, we'll talk to you soon. All right, that's going to do it for us today. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Get the Detroit Today podcast. Listen to us whenever or wherever you like. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University. See you tomorrow.